Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for our podcast, my partner in life, and my wife, Rachel Campos Duffy. That's right, uh, Sean. We're back. And we're back with the same topic, but a different guest. So last week, we did the Ozempic topic. Everyone's talking about Ozempic. Yeah. And we did it with our friend, Dr. Sapphire. She had a friend who was on it, a co-worker, actually. And they sort of walked through how it was going for her. She understood the risks. She understood that there were no long-term studies, but she explained why she was taking it. And at the time, she seems, when we interviewed her last week, she's very satisfied so far with the results. We had a long discussion, even after we talked to them, just you and I, about our own concerns. And we thought it would be helpful. Well, she, she talked about the significant weight loss she had, and now yeah. she's going to try to wean herself you know, off the drug. And she was just starting that process, and so we don't know how it went for her. But there's a lot of people who talk about the successes of Ozempic and they'll go, listen, I've lost this much weight or I lost that much weight. And the number of people who have had I mean, significant weight loss, like you see somebody like, oh my gosh, you look great. Almost inevitably, it is yeah, they eat less or, they, or they work out more and said they're taking Ozempic. And yeah, so especially the celebrities, which is really making that. And that can feed that can feed the narrative that this drug is harmless and it has wonderful effects of transforming your body into something that you used to be when you were 24 years old. Or maybe in the case of Oprah Winfrey, never was. She's never looked better. This is the best that I've ever seen because when she took the Slim Fast, um, our younger viewers can't remember this, but if you're, if you're around my age, you remember when she went on like some liquid Slim Fasty type diet. I don't know if it was Slim Fast, but it was some crazy liquid diet. She got so skinny that her head looked giant. This Ozempic weight loss I'm sorry actually, for that, Oprah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't look good. This one actually looks good. It seems like her weight loss matches her head, matches her body. She looks amazing. She's older, and yet she looks the best she's ever looked. By the way, Sean, before we bring in our, our, our next guest, who I think is the perfect person to, to give the counter to this, just to give you an estimate of how, I mean, how many people are on it right now, but what the projects are based on the rate of people who are getting on it right now, um, it's estimated that by 2035, 24 million Americans will be on Ozempic. And it's a life, it's, it's a, it's a drug that even the pharmaceuticals say you should be on it for life. Uh, well, they like that, right? The profit part of it. Um, lifetime clients. But they've got lifetime clients. That would be 7% of the population. So if you have 
24 million Americans on board to just making this. This is just part of my life. A, th- a thousand bucks a month uh, in, in, in revenue for the drug company. We thought, you know, after that conversation, that there are, there are people who are talking about the risks. Yeah. Um, and this is not just a wonder drug with no side effects. There are real consequences. Um, when you take this drug and we thought we should give the other side of this conversation with someone who's actually given some warnings about what's, you know, going on in this space. That's right. And her name is Stacey Sampin. She's a fitness coach. She's dedicated her whole life, um, or at least her professional life to helping women and men um, get fit, do it in a healthy and sustainable way. Um, what a beautiful uh, calling in life that that is. Stacy. with no further ado, welcome to the kitchen table. Good to have you, Stacy. Thanks for joining I'm us. Glad to be here, guys. Thank you. So why don't you just tell us what your thought... And by the way, you, she has some pretty good TikTok videos, and we're going to talk about those in a little bit. That's kind of how we started to get to know a little bit more about her. Um, she's been using her social media platform to talk about the dangers that she sees of Ozempic. Um, Tell us your thoughts on it. I believe in lifestyle habits. So I believe that all my clients need to change first their mentality to then be able to change their body. What I'm about to say is anyone that gets on it, I'm not targeting at you. I understand. It is enticing. It is something that, you know, you look at women and you're like, wow, she lost that much weight in a certain amount of time. But I'm also... Why I'm so passionate about it is because one, we don't know long-term effects. We don't know what 10 years on being on this drug is going to be like. Like, we don't know what that's going to cause for our GI tract. We don't know what's it going to cause for our kidneys. We like, we don't know that. We don't have that. But also we're just fixing a minute thing, right? So we're fixing something by putting a drug in us when we're really not getting down to the root cause of why we struggle with our weight or why we have issues with not losing weight. So, Stacey, before we get to Ozempic, I mean, obviously, you 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 train people, you talk to people, counsel uh, individuals, and, and especially women. I, I was curious in your bio, like, you don't do men, but that's that's okay. No, I do um, men. What, yeah. You do you, train you, men. Okay. okay, great. So what when when people come in and say, hey, Stacey, let's have a conversation about how I can get back in shape, is it, is it a combination of, of eating and exercise or is it a lot of people are just eating too much? Is it they just don't eat enough and they're, they're just not exercising? What's the combination of the problems that you're seeing with people who have, you know, put on extra weight, they want to take it off. What is, what is the problem that you, you say is the root cause that we want to get to? Um, honestly, from my lifestyle, myself, I play division one volleyball and I have, I, so I've always been healthy and fit. However, when I went to college, I started dealing with a lot of um, perfectionist mentality, and I felt like I always needed to be perfect, which then led, even though I was learning this in college, I was an exercise science major, um, I did graduate top of my class, and I was learning all the things. But because I could not deal with my emotions, I led to food. So then that's when I started binge eating, and that was how I was coping with it. So one thing that I, when people come to me, we first figure out, when you get stressed or when you have life stressors, you have work, you have your kids, what do you turn to? Typically, it is food. And that's where we have to break down the onion. We have to break down the layers and figure out, okay, so when you're stressed, you want to go to your pantry. Instead, let's go on a walk, get yourself relaxed, and then you come back. So that's one thing that like, I always try to first start with is like, how do you, how do you view food? 
Do you view it as something that's social? Do you view it as your coping mechanism? Do you just view it as it's trying to keep me functioning, keeping my healthy, keeping my body healthy? And then we start talking more about the nitty gritty of how to piece your nutrition together and with the exercise, obviously. So, and I was reading on some of the stuff that, that you put out there and, you know, it seems like even more than exercise, while exercise, of course, is important and, and lifting weights and doing cardio and finding the right combination for yourself, but really it's about diet. And it's interesting when we were having Sean and I, the discussion on our podcast after our guests on the last show that we did on Ozempic and Wagovia, we talked about how even people who think they're eating healthy may not be eating healthy because the American diet is so ultra processed. And so part of this whole, my problem with pharma coming up with the solution is that we haven't dealt with the big food problem in America, which is we've gone so far away from just eating natural whole foods that our bodies, you know, evolutionarily know how to digest. And so immediately, I, I didn't think you were going to go to to binge eating and perfectionism when you started your story. As soon as you told me that you left your your home and went to college, I just thought about the cafeteria and all the ultra processed foods that kids get at the cafeteria. My daughter went, uh, Stacy, to uh, college and in her first year, she started to gain weight and she said, I came home in the summer. I didn't do anything different. I just ate the food in my mom's and dad's house and I just lost weight because right. clearly she was getting this, you know, more corporate, you know, processed foods that were in, in, in the cafeteria versus what she's getting at home. I know that you've probably heard stories of people who go to Europe don't necessarily try to eat any less. In fact, many of them say they ate, they think they ate more because the food was more delicious and came back weighing less. So there's something going on in our food, right? Yeah, that's the, yep. I believe there's a lot of hormones in our food. But I also, I also believe in like, I believe in a balanced intake. So I eat majority of my foods are nutrient dense. So the fruit, vegetables, lean meats, healthy fats. But I also believe that like, if I'm going to go out on the weekend and I go out to eat, I can have a little bit of fries and it's not going to kill me because I also enjoy that moderation. Yeah. And to me, that's where, that's where Americans go from one extreme to the other. And that's why we have such a horrible dieting industry. And that's why I hate the word diet in general. Um, because we think, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go to 1200 calories, which no one should be under on 1200 calories. And that's a whole nother thing. When she talked about on your last podcast, I listened to it with like the BMI. Anyway, so like we go from one extreme. So, to so unpack that, unpack that for a minute. Because um, what what Olympic does is it takes your appetite away. Correct. Correct. And so when it comes to Olympic, and people are like getting qualified for Olympic because they have a high BMI, that is where it's so skewed. Because if you were to look at me, if I were to stand up. And show you guys, I am 155 pounds. I'm 5'6", but my body fat percentage is 19%. But technically, my BMI is borderline obese. Not, I'm not obese, but I'm like wiggling it because I'm shorter and I carry a lot of lean muscle mass. And that's where our industry has got to get... BMI is yeah. back in the day. By, you know, 50 years ago, we have more technology where we need to start understanding it's lean muscle mass, fat mass, 
and body fat percentage, not BMI. Stacey, I'm looking at you just for those. I was going it's probably easier for me to get into that. I am looking at Stacey and literally before she got on air, I said, you are a vision of health. She looks healthy. Her skin is glowing. She, you can see the muscle tone on her arms in a not like skinny, crazy way. It's like in a totally healthy, like I wish I had her arms way. And she, it, she is a vision of health. You can go to her TikTok um, accounts and her social media and see it for yourself. This is, she is a vision of health. So you're right. The way that we're measuring this is confusing people. And by the way, the way the BMI is set up is also allowing people to get insurance to pay for the, the drugs, um, versus them having to pay out of pocket. So there's some weird skewing going on in that regard as well. There's some financial incentives, um, that the industry has for, for making you feel like you're, you're fatter than you are. Cause then you qualify to get this paid for. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Stacey, what are some of the things that you're seeing from the women and men on Ozempic that you know of? What are some of the side effects? Yep. I mean, when it comes to their GI tract, they're throwing up a ton. They're losing a ton of hair, like chunks, chunks of hair. And there's actually, I know two women locally that have actually passed from cardiac arrest because when we are not intaking enough vitamins and minerals, we are not having enough calcium ion, which I made a TikTok about this. And you know how many people come on my comments? They're like, well, my doctor said to take potassium ions to help not lead to cardiac arrest. We're not meant to just take this supplement, this supplement, this supplement to help to stem from one drug so these two ladies, they went to cardiac arrest because what Ozempic is, you know, it's causing us to not have enough food in our bodies. So we're not getting enough minerals. When our potassium ions do not cross our cell membranes, they basically, in a way, die. So then that's why they went to cardiac arrest and both of them died. And that's literally the only, and like the doctor said, this doctor did say, your wife passed because she was on Ozempic. 45 years wow. old. Both of them. And the 45, hair loss? 45 years 45 old. 45 years old. Yes. Wow. And the hair loss is just, I mean, I've seen this with vegans. They have terrible hair because they're not getting enough nutrition. Correct. Is that sort of the same thing? Yes, because they're not, since they're not intaking any food, they have no vitamins or minerals for, yeah, their skin, their nails, their hair, everything like that. Mm-hmm. The thing that like is, to me, that is so sad is, yes, you can get it from doctors. But as we talked about, so many wellness centers are distributing it 
that aren't under doctors. They're just um, giving it out like candy. Yeah, I, I, I think there are some like, like they'll say that we're doing a study and you can join and, and, um, yeah, you just wonder what. By, by the of, way, Stacey, this is not F, is I don't think this is FDA approved, is it? Well, it's, weight it's, loss. No, it's only for diabetes, right? Correct. It's been up real fast to be FDA yeah. approved for pre-diabetics and type two diabetics. However, so wellness centers are getting semi-glutide, not Wagovi, but semi-glutide, which is the molecule in Ozempic and in Wagovi, to be able to distribute it to different individuals. To quote pre-diabetic, so they changed the standard. So it used to be just for diabetic, which by the way, I'm going to tell you this. I have a cousin who wrote me whose daughter is actually diabetic and says that she's having a hard time getting the drug because there's been such a run on, on it. So actual diabetics are suffering and having to pay more to get it. Um, but, but yeah, so it's interesting. They're moving the standard so they can get more people on it. And then it, again, like you said, it's a client for life. Any other any other things that that you're seeing in you're in such as this this world that is seeing these kinds of um, cases? Um, I mean, between hair loss, gastro paralysis, people's GI tract is going to be really really screwed up. Like because it's already screwed up. I had one lady I know her, and she um, coming on my TikTok. She was like, she called it the devil. She was like, it was literally it was like a devil drug. It, she was on it for two weeks and she said it was the most miserable thing. She couldn't get out of bed. Um, one lady I know, she'd be like driving to go to work and she'd have to stop because she'd have to just projectile vomit everywhere because she could not, her body couldn't handle it. And there are, I do know people that have commented on my TikToks or commented on my Instagram posts that said, well, it's never happened to me. But then six months of them being on it, then that's when they started having the horrible side effects of throwing up, not feeling good. And so, again, it boils down. We don't have enough research. So one person handles it one way, why another person handles it another way. Right. We're all different. What is it, Judy or GI tract? And what, what, what do you think are the, the long-term consequences of, of that? I mean, I, I mean, since we don't know the long-term side effects, but I truly believe that, like, I think it's going to completely tear apart, like, our whole GI tract. Like, I think we're going to, like, our large intestine, small intestine, like, everything is just going to basically be non-existent because we're basically eroding it away, right? Like we're not meant to grow up multiple thousands yes. within a week. Like that's not, it's, I mean, it is. Yeah. People are already having gastroparalysis. That's, that is. Yeah, like, I've, I, I've met someone who has had stomach paralysis as well. You know, it's like, we're, we're not meant to have wonder drugs. There are no wonder drugs. Right. Or you can call it a wonder drug, but I think you, you're right. It can be the devil drug. And people have to be really aware of the consequences. Um, and there's a, a, a lot of things you can do. And okay, I, I, I know it's really hard for people, but a lot right. of things you can do to, again, I like your incremental changes to um, change your lifestyle. Right. The results of that will be profound. You will actually start to be healthier. You'll start to lose weight. You'll start to get stronger. All of that. Um, fantastic. But it takes time. It takes, it will <laughs> take time. It takes, it takes motivation too. You can't take a pill. To go, I'm not motivated to eat. Well, at some point, if you're going to get off it, that motivation is going to come back. So how do I deal with my own motivation and cravings and drive to eat and not work out? Navigating that, way better solution if you can make that happen. But, but, but Stacey, so uh, I think it's important to bring up the, the, the BMI. And obviously, you can go, it's, it doesn't work because obviously 
uh, I was incredibly fit and I could, you know, through this stat, you could say I'm obese. Love that point. But and again, we talked about this, I think, in the last podcast. You go back to the 70s and or 60s and look at pictures of Americans in a diner and everyone was thin. And I think our food sources were different. The quality of our food was different. And just our relationship with food was mm. different. But today, there are a lot of people who have, you know, become bigger. They put on more weight, whether it's 10, 20, 50 pounds, 100 pounds. Um, and at that point, it becomes really challenging for uh, people to change their lifestyle, to lose the weight. And sometimes when they change the lifestyle, they don't see immediate results, which I know it takes time. So my question is, a drug like Ozempic or what's it called? Wagovia. And, and by the way, there's also a problem, Sean, with um, like generic and fake Ozempic. There's a whole other... Counterfeit drugs. Yeah, counter, yeah. yeah. So, but, but so I, I'm, I'm, I am overweight and I, and I need to lose weight. Your thoughts on whether someone is able to, again, we, the, our guest last week, their their mission is to lose weight, use Nozempic, wean themselves off the drug, but in the process of the weight loss, they're also trying to make strides in changing their lives in the way they eat, in the way they exercise. Do you think that is, that that's also, using Ozempic as a crutch or a tool to start the weight loss, when you say, listen, no. Let's just, let's talk about how much we're eating. Let's have discipline. Let's start to work out. But, what, but they'll say, I've tried that. Or we right. had our friend write in, Stacey, after she heard the show. We had a friend. We didn't even know she was on Ozempic. She listened to our podcast. She wrote us and she said, I've had two knee replacements. I had a neck fusion. I had a hip replacement. I wasn't able to move because I, because I, I had all these issues. The weight crept up. Now I took Ozempic. I've never been more active. I know I don't know what the long-term side effects are, but I've never felt better than right now. What would you say to somebody who says that? So again, I would tell them I understand. First off, I'm like, I get it. It's enticing. However, our brains are like, I can say, I, whenever I talk to my clients, I call it a file. So our brain is like a filing cabinet because people think that they can't lose weight because they're like, here I am, I'm 45 and I've tried every diet. That's key. You've tried every diet. So here's one file for the low, the low carb. Here's one file for keto. Here's one file for this. <laughs> but you have to peel away and have your metabolism trust you again. And that's where it comes to reverse dieting. It's not a big thing. It's not very talked about. It's not spoken about yet. It's going to be, but it's, where you slowly increase your caloric intake over time while you're maintaining your weight so you can then be at a higher threshold so then you can drop. And that's where people are doing. They just, again, how I said, they just say one day I want to lose weight. So then, you know, they've been maintaining all 1,500 calories. Well, then you try to drop to 1,100 calories. Well, you can't do that. That's not sustainable. You're not going to feel good. You're not going to be able to maintain it. And then that's why I believe people are like, well, tried everything. I'm just going to go for this drug instead of really, again, getting to that root cause. Well, I think, I think it's a really good point because um, we don't know the side effects and the most valuable thing you have is your life. Um, and if you give up, if you give up your life to lose some weight, as opposed to saying, Hey, there, there could be different options here for me um, that I have to try. And I might have to rethink the way I have my relationship with food. Right. And I, and I would think that's that's probably a pretty good trade-off. And I would just note, and I and I 
I'm not afraid to talk about myself. I, I had put on weight as well. And I had gotten blood results that weren't bad, but were, you know, they were, they were near the edges of the ranges. And I'm like, I, I, again, I stopped drinking coffee, no alcohol. I ate only fruits, vegetables, grains, um, and only a little bit of meat. And I just ate healthy, but I wasn't hungry. And it was remarkable when I changed just the inputs. I wasn't hungry, but I just ate better food. It was like mm-hmm. all this weight fell off. But so here, here I'm going to push back here on Don't you. Push back all you because want. Stacey, Stacey and I are vibing right now. No, I know. no, you're not. No, you're not. Because <laughs> you're, you're, like, oh, because no. you're a guy. <laughs> because you're a guy, and I have met so many women who are so frustrated because they go on the same <laughs> diet, diet, the same thing with their husbands, and the husband drops all this weight, and the woman doesn't. And this is, I think, the frustration that many people are seeing. And and what Doctor Sapphire said was. Um, and, and you, you well, heard nice. the last podcast, Stacey. She said, in some cases, the comorbidities of being, you know, very obese are worse for you than say the risk of taking Ozempe. So that, that is sort of the, I think the one good case perhaps right. for it, even though I'm very reluctant when you don't know what long-term studies are. The, the thing that I've heard, and I don't know if you've heard this too, Stacey, is that people get off of Ozempic. And they are so hungry. Yeah. So that it's hard to wean off. And I do understand. I do understand for the people that are 200, 300 pounds overweight. I, I do honestly understand that a little bit more. However, the thing that's happening is how you guys were saying, like, there's girls that are my age that do not need to be on it that are getting. How old are you? I'm 29. Uh I'm 29. And there are girls that are younger than me a little bit older than me that are getting on it because they just want to lose two, three, four pounds. Mm. And the thing that's scary is people say, one, you either have to be on it long-term or two, you go in with the thought process of, I am going to wean off. However, I know many people that are now so afraid to get off of it that they're not. Because they're scared. They're like, I don't want to blow up because they have seen because you will. It is proven. You'll, you'll gain the weight back after you stop it. So people, I know people that haven't gone off of it because they're t- so terrified or they get off of it and they're like, Oh gosh, I'm gaining weight again. I'm Correct. getting back on. But Stacey, is that, d- doesn't, doesn't pharma actually say? This once you're on, you don't get off. It's a, it's a lifetime drug, right? There's they advertise it like you're not supposed to get off of it. Correct is what they say, right? Yeah, big pharma Pretty loves good. clients long term. Yeah, long term clients. Well, big pharma also likes influencers like you. I mean, you're you're on you're on social media. You talk about your fitness journey and your clients and how to get healthy and and doing it as you say a sustainable way, which I love the way you frame that, but. They must have seen your social media following and they reached out to you, didn't they? They did. Tell, tell our listeners what happened. So I um, got a direct message that, hey, Stacey, love what you're doing, basically. Hey, um, you could be an affiliate marketer to help your social interaction and make a small income. And so then uh, what did I do? I screenshotted it and made a video. And I'm like, look, this and you're telling me this isn't about money. They know that I have a good following. They know people trust me. So I'm going to go and start distributing this drug for them to make money for you guys to be on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. good. 
That's really, that's, you know, that's fascinating to me that, that, that they are that sophisticated, that they are willing to go and find people who have been trusted for trying to do it in the healthiest way possible in terms of weight loss. And they're going to try and co-op them and use that trust to then sell their products. And just on, on a fully different level step, you have to imagine as a business model on social media to decline their offer and show your audience that you've declined it because you care about them and you're looking out for them and giving them the best advice is a great marketing tool in and of itself. So well, well done on that. So l- let me ask you this. If, if again, I, I know I get the, I get, we got to get to the root of what was happening in your life and your relationship with food. But someone comes in to see you. What are the basic pieces of advice that you give on, on, on food and on working out? Don't go to an extreme. Again, like people go from zero to a hundred instead of just taking small steps. So if someone was to come to me and they're like, Hey, Stacey, I haven't worked out in 10 years. I really want to get back into it. I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's start with resistance training because we need to build lean muscle mass so we can make your BMR higher. Let's do that only two to three times a week. Make it 30 minutes, but make it efficient. I mean, not sitting on your phone scrolling. That doesn't mean, you know, take the 900 break. Well, be efficient for do that. <laughs> do that. I'm guilty of that. Sean, Sean and I will try to work out together, Stacey. And he'll be like, I'll be like, okay, next set. I'm, I'm just looking at my phone. Somebody texting me. Right. He's like, this is workout time. Right. You're right. Put your phone down. Yeah. Knock it out. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's where people think like, you know, I work out literally, honest to God, 30 to 45 minutes, four times a week, but I'm efficient. And I make sure because trust me, I used to be the person I was way, I overtrained. I didn't get my body rest, but so start two, three times a week, 30 minutes. And if you, if you feel like in your, in your lifestyle that you can increase a few more days, cool. Do four times a week, three rest days, still 30 to 45 minutes a day, focus on resistance training. Okay. So now we got that. Let's start working on your nutrition as we've been kind of talking about it, wiggling it in. Do you have enough protein intake? What is your like caloric intake look like? Do you have any veggies? Do you have any fruits? Do you have any lean muscle or lean fat? Like going from zero to hundred is not, it's not sustainable and it doesn't work. And that's why we always jump on the bandwagon and then jump off. So you're saying small incremental changes. So I have a plan. We're going to make some small changes over time, which makes it people be far more successful with that strategy versus I'm going to radically, like what I did, I radically changed what I was doing and it was really successful and I did it for quite a while and it was, it was. But then you went, but then, but then you stopped doing it. But, but, no, but actually, actually, I, a lot of, a lot of what I did then. Stuck, some of it stuck with a lot you. Of, a lot of it is stuck, stuck around. Yeah. And obviously I'm drinking coffee right now. As I saw you were drinking water, Stacey, I'm drinking coffee. I wasn't. I don't think coffee's bad for you. I don't buy any of those trends mm-hmm. when they're like, oatmeal's totally bad for you. You know, a little bit of oatmeal is probably good for you. Right. It's probably some good fiber. Probably get it organic ones that, you know, are as healthy as you can or steel cut. Uh, I think coffee is fine. I mean, I, I, what I really like about what your style of educating people on nutrition and exercise, the vibe I'm getting off of your social media, off of your, um, your platform and off of this interview is that it is sustainable, that it's not to the extremes. Uh, we've had this big debate on you know, I, we have a lot of family members who are carnivores and shot. Uh, I am a Mediterranean diet person, very balanced. I'm a Libra. Maybe that's why I like a little more balance. 
I'm not extreme in my exercise. I exercise. And he can attest to the fact that I'm not extreme about it. But you know what I find interesting is your model is not just that it's sustainable and moderate and, and, and not extreme. There's not a lot of money to be made off of that. Um, the things that are being pushed really hard, people profit from. Yours is just sensible, common sense that we all can kind of, you know, we, we all kind of know works. It's just the harder, longer path to getting to there. Is that right, Stacey? Yep. Um, I always tell all my clients, whether they train with me in person, virtually, I love you, but I don't want to be with you long term. I want to be your friend. <laughs> I don't want to be your coach. I want to create where they can do it on their own and they can, you know, they come back to me every once in a while where they're like, hey, Stace, you know, like I put on just a little bit of weight. Like, can you help me like lean out a little bit more? But she still has or he still has all the great, you know, tools in his toolbox. And yeah, that's what I want. I love you, but I don't want to be with you long term. How do you do that virtually for for people who are curious about, you know, a virtual trainer? Yeah, so they will get on Zoom. I'll first hear about their lifestyle, hear about them, hear about, you know, what they struggle with. And then we'll build out a custom plan for them, whether that's training and nutrition, just nutrition to start. Um, but I first, again, I first get to figure out what their lifestyle is like. Do they have a super busy lifestyle? Do they work nights? Do they? And that's where every person's different. And that's why my industry is honestly like super corrupt. Like truly when people ask me, like, I hate my industry, but I love my industry. I love to help people flourish, but I also hate my industry because they are, they're always creating a new drug. They're always creating a new pill when it really boils down to what is good for you, Rachel? What is good for you, Sean? Okay. Let's, let's figure out where Sean's struggling. Let's figure out where Rachel's struggling. And you guys are going to have different struggles because you're a man, you're a woman, and then you might be busier, you might be less busy, you know? And so that's where it boils down to is like each individual has to be an individual. See, see, Rachel brought up a point where I was like, I can, I, if I, I, I cut out carbs once and it's amazing, like weight falls off. Yep. Um, I've, I've done different things. And again, I've, I've been on a consistent, you know, two plus year, like when the older you get, obviously you, you lose muscle mass, you wake up one day and go like, I used to be buff and fit and strong. And I'm like, what has happened? So I, a couple of years ago, I went back to the gym, but um, I've heard a lot of women say, and I can't relate because this is not my experience to what Rachel's point was, which is whether it's with food or working out, the results for men and women are, can be very, very different. And is that in your experience true? And do you craft different plans for a man versus a woman because our bodies respond differently to, to whether it's different foods or different workouts? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys don't have estrogen progesterone as much as we do. So yeah, we, we fight against our hormones. Um, obviously you guys have more testosterone than we do, um, which plays a big role into it. However, the thing that boils down to is yes. Okay. So we're different between man and woman, right? We are designed differently. You guys have a higher basal metabolic rate, which is your calorie that rest. So that's just natural because you being a man. We have to work on increasing ours more so we can have that higher threshold. So yes, to answer your question, I would, everything is completely different. How, how do you do that? How do you, how do you increase that rate for women? Yeah. So putting on lean muscle mass, the higher your lean muscle mass is, mm. the higher your basal metabolic rate will be, which means you can have a higher threshold at rest. 
Is lean muscle mass, is that lifting weights or is that is that cardio? Nope, that is resistance training. So I tell everyone, if you have only 30 minutes and you want to exercise, resistance train. One is going to help. Lift, lean, resistance. That's that just lifting weights. Lifting weights. Yep. Yep. So yep. doing dumbbells, kettlebells, that type of stuff. Cardio, yes, I we need to have. I told I her she's lifting weights. That. Because, you know, Stacey, why do I, like, I love cardio. I love the way I feel after cardio. I have a Peloton. I've been trying to do more weights. This is my, my New Year's resolution is to do more weights. Stacey. I'm starting to do some stuff and I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I got sick. So I kind of got off the course a little bit. I'm already making excuses, right? I started, I started Pilates. I did two classes. What's going on? We're going to go down. I know. You're, so you're kind of like part trainer. Part therapist, part psychologist, part. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I got off track. I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to get back. I, I, I started the new year right and I got sick. Now I got to get back on track. But, but the point is this. Why, why do I want to do cardio more? Why do I, as a woman, that, that isn't that the thing that women, we like doing cardio more than weights? Why? You want my real answer? Yeah. I think it's easier for us. I think it's like something that's mindless yeah. and that we can just get on something and just like go at it versus like really right. starting to learn how to actually move our body, how to actually like push it to like the next level. So it's just kind of, and I've dealt with it with my mom. Finally, you know, 10 years later, she's on the bandwagon and she's great. Um, but at first she's like, oh, I should just do cardio. I'm like, well, mom, you're not going to build lean muscle mass. And and as we age, we need resistance training More. for our bones so we don't end yeah. up with osteopenia and osteoporosis. How did you get, I, I, you know what, you're just with so lead, sensible. I just Olympic, which leave with Ozempic, since we are under eating, not getting enough protein, telling you down well, the road. Yeah, that's, and 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 that's one of the problems with Ozempic. Absolutely. The people that I've talked to who have had bad experience, and again, I've known people who are still very happy with their experience. But those are bad, bad, bad experience. I've heard of stomach paralysis, a woman I knew, I know the other thing that I've heard from people who have been on it, it, and, and are unhappy with it once they got off is they're starving and more hungry than they were before. Um, they were on Ozempic when they're, you know, they just feel like they're famished all the time, even more yep. so than before. And two, the, the, the amount of muscle they lost while on Ozempic, the muscle loss. And, and why is that happening? Why is there more muscle loss? Because you're not like, well, one, you're not eating enough caloric intake to maintain your body, as we said earlier with your BMR. But two, if you're not getting enough protein intake, you're not going to keep your lean muscle mass. And being vitamin deficient is going to lead to multiple different diseases, controversies, complications in our body. Um, yeah. I mean, I really know yeah. people that only have one, and I'm not making this up, one like little shake a day because that's all they can eat because they will because they're just not hungry right well Ian, they throw up the first four days of after they take the shot like they take it on monday they throw up monday tuesday wednesday thursday and then they finally feel better friday saturday kind of and then they have to take it again and they feel like garbage well it just seems like you also take the joy out of life like i mean i love food and 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 it's possible to eat wonderful healthy food that's enjoyable. I mean, how did you get on this journey of, you know, knowing that you wanted to be a, a fitness and nutrition expert? 
honestly, it stems back from my college years. So I've always been like naturally God gifted, pretty athletic. I played volleyball and um, I was an exercise science major. I thought I wanted to be PT. And then I started myself struggling with how I said I struggled with some binge eating because I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. And then I became super obsessed with everything where I was like, oh my gosh, what ingredient is in that thing? And then like, so I went from one extreme to the other and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this is my calling. I need, because I finally got myself back on track. I figured out my mindset. You know, I worked on that. I was like, I need to share my story to not allow women, men too, to not deal with what I did. Going from one to the other, back to one, back to the other and just find that happy medium and that that good place. Because trust me, I was like super extreme where I wouldn't eat anything. It didn't, if it didn't have like two ingredients, I was a miserable human being to be around. I couldn't go out mm-hmm. with friends, couldn't go out, you know, to dinner or anything. And like, that's not sustainable. That's not a good life. It's, it's not enjoyable at, at, at all. And I look at just to, uh, tell me if I'm wrong in this. I think this is Rachel's experience and mine. When you start to work out, and again, I think it's, it's good advice. Don't overdo it. Don't make your, I mean, you want to be, you know, sore for, sore for five days after that one workout. You got to ease into it. But if you, if you set time aside and you consistently do it, the first week, maybe even 10 days, it sucks. It's hard and you don't want to do it and you kind of hurt. But it's remarkable if you actually push through that and you get to the place where you're beyond the week or beyond the 10 days. All of a sudden, it's part of your routine, and you're in, in, and you, you want to do it, and you're gonna, you, you, the ball starts to roll, and it's easier to, you know, every other day work out or every day work out. I, um, I was working out for two years. I had shoulder surgery, so I, they, they wouldn't let me do anything. So I had, I've been, you know, two months of you, you can't lift any weights. Um, and I've just started again, and it's horrible. Like I'm weaker, like I hurt. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. Right. And I, when I, before my surgery, I was rolling. It was not a big deal at all. But when you stop and then you start You're again, looking so good until that surgery, <laughs> really, but it's really hard to stop and start. You never get to the point of, you know, the ball is, the ball is rolling downhill. And this is Rachel's problem. She starts and she never gets past the threshold where Sorry. it's the ball is rolling downhill and we do it. By the way, this is another problem we have in our house. I mentioned this a lot. Rachel will find anything to do. Well, before she works out, I was like, oh, I got to return this email. Oh, I'm supposed to do the dishes. And oh, I'm, but I've got my workout pants on. I've got my spanks. I'm ready to go, but I don't, I'll do everything I can before I go downstairs. That's the last priority. And I think if you're going to change your lifestyle, you actually do have to make it, this is a priority in my day. I have to give my myself this time, whether it's 20 minutes or an hour to go down and take care of my body. Because if you don't make it a priority, all kinds of things will, will, all of a sudden become way more important. You, know, you take Stacey, care of it. At the end of the day, you didn't do it. And at the end of the week, you didn't do it. I and know. I know. Anyway, I Stacey, this. so first of all, <laughs> since you're a part therapist, I'm just going to tell you, I wear Spanx because I don't work out. <laughs> I got that wrong. I do work out. Do work I just out. am not consistent. I'm in my Lululemons. I'm in my, I'm in my leggings all day. And he'll say, Rachel, just because you're in your workout clothes, doesn't mean you worked out. And he's right. And I have actually gotten, you know, I love how you talked about getting to the source of your problem. And I do know the source of my problem. And I bet a lot of women listening to this um, can relate to this. And this is my problem. I do find other things to do during the day because I literally have other things to do during the day. 
what I need to do, and I know my life would be better, and I am working on this. It's not been perfect. I need to get up early and work out before anybody else mm. works gets up. And for me, it makes sense because I have a weekend show where I have to get up early anyway. So I should just consistently get up every single day, get my workout done during the week, take my two days off on the weekend because I work on those two days. And I, my life would be so much better. I would be a nicer mom, a nicer wife because it would have been done with. And I actually would be more productive during the day because I take care of all those chores. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, I need to work out. I need to work out. And I find excuses not to work out or I go work out. And while I'm working out, I'm thinking about all the chores that I didn't get done in the house that I have to get done. There's a lot of stuff going on. I have gotten to the source of it. I just haven't conquered. I haven't conquered the implementation phase. (laughs) We'll have more of this conversation after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, I I think that you are, um, again, I I can't say enough that she is a vision of health. Um, She Just looking at her is inspiring me to want to work out and be healthier. I am a good eater, but I know the workout part is another part. How can people find you, Stacey? They can find me on TikTok, Indie Hybrid Trainer. I'm Stacey Sampin. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. They can reach out to you. You can, you can virtually train anybody who reaches out to you. Yes. Um, I have to say this is probably the healthiest and as she calls it, most sustainable long-term way to approach your weight loss. Uh, whether you're on Ozempic or not, everyone who's on says they're going to get off. So you might as well start training and, um, doing it the Stacey Sampin way, which I think is, which is, and we don't, we don't know. Can they get off? Can they keep the weight off? Um, this is a well, they pills, get thyroid cancer because we know pills, that in the long term studies, the rats got thyroid cancer. Pills, yeah. pills don't work. Um, lifestyle changes actually do. You're right, Stacey. And, and sometimes it. you need some help. You need, you need some advice. You need some, some coaching and counseling on how to do it and how to be successful. Um, I just to say, give us your last pitch on, on what you would tell people to do. How, uh, just give us your last, your, give us your elevator pitch, if you will. For um, everyone listening and, and how to reach you and, and all that kind of stuff. So I would say find me on TikTok, Indie Hybrid Trainer, Stacey Sampin. The, or, wait, the, the, well, that's Indie, Indie Hybrid Indy. Trainer, like Indianapolis. Indy. Yep, Indie. Oh, because she's in Indianapolis. Yeah. Yep, I'm in Indianapolis. Um, and reach out to me. Know that I will help you from the bottom, from the ground up. We're going to peel away the onion and making sure that we are changing your life for the better. And we're also making sure that we get to the root cause and do it sustainably. You will not probably instantly, you know, it'll take some time. And that's where I always just want my clients to understand that like, I'm in this for the long haul with you guys. I don't want to be the person that I'm not going to give you 1200 calories and you're going to be on your own and you're going to crash and burn. I wanted to be where... You got it's sustainable and we're making those changes long term. What I what I love, Stacey, is that um pharma wants 
lifelong clients. They want clients for 50, 60, 80 years on their drugs. And you're like, listen, I love you, but we're not going to have a long term. I'm not committing to you. We're going to have a shorter term relationship. <laughs> she's a non-committal non trainer. That's right. And it's as, she has a commitment problem. She has a commitment yes. problem, which is a good thing to go. I'm going to get you healthy and I'm going to send you on your way. Yeah. Um, which I, I love that. That That is the right approach, um, which means yeah. trying to find out what's going to work for you and a plan that's going to help you lose weight and, and be healthy. And the healthier you are, um, the less you need big pharma. And I do think it comes from big food and big pharma and going back to some simple philosophies of using your body and watching the, the good foods that you put She's into back it. Back to basics. She's back so great. Basics. I love it. And again, I can't say enough. She looks great. <laughs> Rachel saved me. I was about to say how great you looked and Rachel's like, no, I'm going to take this. I, I'm going to take that part of it. <laughs> oh, you actually well said. Thank you. You do look great, Stacey. And, she looks and, healthy, glowing. She's not, I mean, for those of you who are listening, you know, and not watching us, she just looks. She's got tone muscle. Just tone muscle, muscle, glowing skin, bright eyes, beautiful hair. Um, I, I don't know what else. Time. Yeah, I know. Oh, I don't know. I just else to say. But <laughs> <laughs> I, now I will say she's 27. Um, 29. 29. So I wish it was 29. Yeah, well, she's 29, which, you know. So, Stacey, you better watch out because I don't know if you're married or dating someone, but if you're not, Rachel might step in and step I'm to, a matchmaker too. Might so. make you as well. So be careful <laughs> on, on that front. All right. Stacey, so great having you. Um, thanks for your right. common sense. Thanks for your sensibility. Thanks for your honesty. Um, thanks for not um, taking the pyramid scheme marketing offers from big pharma and 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 just being real with your client and bringing your own struggles and life experiences and and lessons to the greater population out there who are struggling with the same things you sound like a fantastic person with thank lots you. of wisdom for thank for you. 29 i have to hand it to you <laughs> me too thank you stacy thanks for joining us at the kitchen table we're very grateful very thank you stacy bye guys Listen, it's great having Stacey on the show. She's um, so real and she's so honest. I like that. Uh, listen, she's she's young. Um, it's interesting. She shared her story with us, uh, but she she is a a pillar of fitness. And I I do I do like this approach of making small changes um, and um, and big impacts as as you do it over time. And that's far more manageable. People doing radical changes, oftentimes. I mean, I can do it. But often it doesn't work so so often, right? We got. I do feel changes. I do feel for and 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 don't deny that people get to a point where they're just willing to try anything. And I, I look at our friend who wrote us and told her about told us about I've had these you know knee replacements, I've had hip replacement, I've had a yeah. neck fusion, I've had all these health issues, and I just was at the end of my rope, and and I just need that extra. I also have a friend who got gastric. Uh, bypass, you know, where they kind of cut your stomach yeah. and make it smaller because he was super obese and couldn't um, seem to control. I'm sure there were some emotional things involved as well, but it just was not something that he was able to get to the bottom of and ended up getting a gastric bypass and, and has remained um, thin and fit as a result of that. So I'm not, I'm not knocking it completely. But I would say for 95% of the people, the Stacy way is probably the right way to try a, first. But here's the problem. We, we don't have enough, right you don't have enough information. 
Um, yeah, and so if, long-term so again, if, and again, I, I get the point of, I'm going to get on it. I'm going to start losing weight. I'm going to get to my target weight and I'm going to start to wean myself off. And I, in, in the process, I will have changed the way I, you know, the way I eat and the way I work out. If that works, um, and we have data to that point, great. But I don't think we really know quite yet. Uh, and do, do, are you hungrier? You know, once you come off it, are you going to eat more? Are you going to gain back all the weight plus? And then therefore you, if you want to keep weight off, you have to be on this drug. More information, um, if necessary. We, we didn't ask Stacey about it, but some people are coming in and she mentions this on her TikToks. They'll come in and go, I have a wedding coming up in two months. I need to, I need to lose 10 pounds and so I want to get on Rosempic. And you're like, the risk factors involved. That's insane. That for 10, I mean, I, I agree that if, again, like a friend, if you're having, you know, body issues where I, I got knees replaced, I'm fusing backs and I'm really overweight. Okay. Or I have diabetes. Okay. But when people are using it for, yeah, for small quick, amounts, um, I'm, I'm, I've got a wedding coming up and I want to lose weight. It's, it's harmful. I don't think we have the data. You know, I that. The reason I didn't get vaccinated was because I, there were no long-term studies. I'm not going to put anything in my body for which there's not any long-term studies. Um, and so I'm just really surprised at, how desperate people are ha- feel. And I have a lot of compassion for people who feel so desperate to lose weight that they're willing to take something for which there is no long-term study. Um, and so I, my heart breaks for them. I, I really think that this, um, and, and I believe for some people who are obese, probably, you know, the comorbidities versus this, maybe that's a reasonable risk for them. And, and, um, I think Dr. Sapphire laid those out very well. And, and made a case for those extreme cases. But I have to believe that this, you know, looking at your diet and doing the not sexy, uh, long haul weight loss and fitness and nutrition is the way to go and is the way to sustain it and make it a lifestyle and find things that are delicious to eat that you like, that are healthy for you and learning to cook. I mean, we talk so much about you know, Sean, you and I were talking about this the other day. How important it is. I mean, think about all the hours our kids spend in school. We just did a, 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 a podcast this week on, you know, we want to teach kids, uh, you know, give kids all these sexually graphic books and blah, blah, blah. All the things that, all, all the race, edu- race, racist CRT crap that they're getting in school. You know what? Why don't you give them a good life skill? Teach kids to cook. We used to have home ec. Home ec. Those home ec classes are gone. The teachers that taught kids um, how to cook, how to do basic things, the, the the foundation of cooking, kids don't know how to do that anymore. And that is then, then probably the most important parents tool. Don't, parents don't know how to cook either. And that's why... But sure, but if they're not going to get it, if you're going to give things in school, kids aren't getting at home. I mean, I would think cooking is more important than sex ed. Because <laughs> that's our excuse for not for teaching sex ed in schools. Oh, the parents aren't going to teach sex ed at home. So we've got to do it at school, make time in school. Well, why do you do a cooking class? That's actually probably more useful for these kids. They're going to figure out sex. And well, they, yes, they will figure that out. <laughs> well, very insightful information on the kitchen table. They will figure out sex. Oh, should Thank I turn that into a t-shirt? Kids will figure out sex. I'm sorry. Cooking is the basis for beginning to eat health, for beginning to eat healthy. And you have to learn to cook. And with whole foods, and you will lose weight. Healthier, less toxic inputs. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate Stacey joining us. 
uh, at the kitchen table. She was very insightful. Um, and again, seeing a lot from weight loss workout, Ozempic. I appreciate her uh, sharing that with us. I want to thank you for joining us at the kitchen table. You can listen to ad free with a Fox News podcast plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad free on the Amazon Music app. Uh, we drop three times a week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you subscribe, you're going to notice when we drop. We would love for you to do that. Um, and until uh, I'll listen to our next podcast, I'm looking forward to because it's as Friday's Q and A. Always fun. It is always fun. Have a good day, everyone. Bye bye. Bye. Listen ad free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcast, and Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad free on the Amazon Music app. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.